Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Loners League podcast. This is your host, Wolfman27. Felt weird I could no longer say, as always, your host, because last week I could not record, but a big thank you to J.M. Pincus and Aaron T4 as they hopped on last second and guest hosted the episode for us so that we could have another podcast for this season when I've already missed multiple weeks. So thanks again for that. I enjoyed listening to it. It was fun to be on the other side of not knowing what was happening (laughs) prior to the recording. Anyways, I have seen some overdue power rankings here that I owe you guys from two weeks ago. So let's just get right into those. Rankings. For this week's power rankings, I went back into the depths of the 2019 and 2020 season to count up the total worst managers we have had throughout the years. Now, there was one caveat here was for some reason in 2019 and 2020, it was not showing me who the worst manager was for week 13 in either season. Don't know why that is, but um, because of that, both of those weeks will be left out of this count. So we're going to start off at number one with the the most worst manager titles goes to myself. Wolfman27 with seven total worst manager titles where I got four in season one, somehow didn't get any in season two, and have already had three for this season. We'll see if I can top my record from season one this week and next week. Then we have a tie coming in at number 10 between both our former champions, Koi's 302 and Fisher Sports, where they each had four worst manager spots. Koi's had one in season two and three this season. And Fisher had three in season one and one in season two. Then at number nine by himself, we have Diego Aaron T4. I gave him three and a half titles here. Reason being, he did have one worst manager title in season one, but He wasn't the actual team manager at that point in time, so we just gave him half a point there. Then he earned two of them on his own in Season 2 and had one this season. Now we have a three-way tie in sixth place between J.M. Pincus, Sibley the Best, and J.D.G.G. with three worst manager titles apiece. J.M. Pincus earned two of his in Season 1 and one this season, as we heard last week. Sibley had two last year and one this year. And JDGG had also two last year and one this year. Now that brings us to third place where we have another three-way tie between Phonet, Adam Jeffrey, and No Sleep Tonight. All three of them have only been worst manager two times in their time in this league. No Sleep did once in season one and once in season two. Adam Jeffrey did once in season two and once this season. 
and Phonat earned it once in season two and just now this week earned it in season three. So prior to this last week where he earned the new worst manager position, he only had one to his name. But that dropped him in the rankings this week and because of that we will be hearing his power rankings on the next podcast episode. In second place we have Jmart05 with 1.5 because again here the .5 was awarded to the one worst manager title in season one which was not his team and he earned one himself in season two which means our number one spot goes to Jambrosa who notoriously won the best manager of the season title in season one due to never having any points left on his bench he has gotten worst manager a grand total of zero times sounds like you're overdue man Maybe you'll be making some power rankings for us before the season's over. And uh, a perfect transition there. We actually have Jambrosa as a guest this week, and we'll be talking to him in just a couple minutes here as I briefly go through one of the uglier waiver wires we've had. Our biggest bid this week was Boston Scott for $16 to Adam Jeffrey. We had Foster Moreau going to No Sleep Tonight for $7 since he lost Aaron Waller to an injury. And Coyce picks up Matt Breida for 5 bucks, And the rest is uh, kind of filler. I, I picked up Amir Abdullah after the Christian McCaffrey injury. We'll see if I have to use him or not. Hopefully not. And um, nothing real else of note there. So let's bring on Jambrosa. And with me now is the one and only Jambrosa. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm a lot, feeling a lot better now. So thanks for... Uh, postponing the week so that I can be on. Yes, as is tradition, anytime I ask for you to come and talk to me for the podcast, you're sick. I believe it was the flu in season one, then COVID last year. Yep. And uh, why don't you just kind of give us the rundown of what happened, no pun intended. Uh, So me and my girlfriend uh, just recently moved into an apartment in Florida. As everybody knows, I was Uh, I told everybody, I think it was like in September ish around there. Um, And the weather started to get like slightly cooler. So our apartment complex uh, started hosting food trucks on Fridays. Um, And there was a barbecue food truck and I love barbecue. So we both went and got it and I got, uh, I got ribs and she got chicken and I ate the ribs and I don't know what happened, but I was definitely ill with I think food poisoning so I had to like go to the hospital and get uh I had to get like fluids for uh, on like the last day but that was crazy I don't know what happened or what I ate but I will never be eating there again so it was good but it's not worth it yeah yikes uh, that was one of our favorite things when we lived in uh in Milwaukee where the there's a taco truck that was down the street from us so we'd always eat there but um Never had that kind of experience, and I'm thankful for that. (laughs) But uh, it's kind of odd that it happened that way because coincidentally, my wife just over the weekend, like this Sunday, ended up getting some kind of stomach bug. We don't know if it was food poisoning. If it was, we don't know what it was from. (laughs) But like she woke up at three in the morning Monday and just was a disaster the rest of that day. That's what happened with me too. I think it was a... uh... It was actually, oh no, it wasn't a Friday. It was a Wednesday. And I had woken up like two, 3 a.m. on Thursday morning, was just in the bathroom. And I had to take 
uh, I had to take the Thursday and Friday off of work. So it was, it was so bad, but yeah, so I'm feeling a lot better now. So yeah, she, uh, today was her second day off work. She's been fine now, but, um, but she might miss part of tomorrow because, you know, as a teacher, she has to then take a COVID test, even though it's like, it's not COVID and we did get the negative rapid test result, but they need like a specific result before they're allowed to bring her back. And, uh, hopefully she'll get it early tomorrow, but is she doing hybrid or is she in full-time? Cause my mom's a, a, a kindergarten teacher and she's doing hybrid. Um, yeah. She, um, this, this year she's been able to do just full-time in person. Uh, but last year was a, a mess with both hybrid and in person, but, uh, I guess the kids have been way more well-behaved and everything here with like wearing their masks. Whereas like the ones that she taught last year would yeah. never wear a mask and they'd be like the worst about it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't help that like her coworkers were also kind of that way too. Yeah. So. No one wears it. No one else wants to wear it. So exactly. But uh, enough on that. Let's talk about something on a more positive note here because sure. your Patriots have won how many in a row? I think it's five now. It could be six, but I think it might be five. But yeah, they're they're looking they're looking good. The defense is is reminiscent of that. What was it two years ago that when Fonette had them uh, when they <laughs> were putting up like twenty points a game? Uh, yeah, it's funny because I was just um, looking back at the past leagues because a uh, spoiler alert for my power rankings that I'm doing, I was counting up who had the most worst manager. Um, titles. <laughs> okay. So in in the first season, Fonet's team name was, um, oh, I already forgot what it is. I'm going to butcher it, but something about like I like the Patriots. Ask me how it's because he had that yes. Patriots defense <laughs> yes. that was just scoring a ridiculous oh. amount of points. Yeah, but they're looking they're looking really good. I'm I'm really excited, and I mean I'm not trying. I like I don't think they're going to go. You know, they're not going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. I don't think they're that good, but. I mean, even playoff experience for, you know, like back and all the rookies and everything only only is going to help them improve even more. So I've been liking what I'm seeing. He's and playing really well. Honestly, with the way the AFC is, though, it's not sure out of the realm of possibility. I know that's kind of like crazy high expectations. Yeah, I think this week will be a big test versus the Bills. So Yeah. And the bills have kind of been all over the place. So yeah, that'll be, yeah. that's going to be an interesting one for sure. Especially since that's going to be now like the main rivalry of the future between the two of you. Oh yeah. And bill's time. friends have to be pissed. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> finally we're the top dogs. And then yeah, bill's oh. coming. Then bill Belichick's coming in like, uh, no, I'm the top bill around here. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I was a bill's fan though, I'd feel the same way. Like after last year and then going into this year and having everything happen, like why wouldn't, why wouldn't they expect that they'd be definitively first, but um, they just kind of like imploded. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I it's, they lost the Jaguars. I mean, I know. definitely not, <laughs> not right right now. I mean, but that's really the whole AFC has kind of had weird things like that. Like the yeah. Bengals and the Titans both lost to the jets. I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. The NFC is like the opposite where you have all these, like yeah. just the top teams are super good and then the rest is just kind of garbage but <laughs> and the Man. dolphins too i don't know that maybe we'll see if they can keep up what they did but they were looking their their defense was looking crazy too 
Yeah, and two has not been bad. I don't know why they so you badly really want to just not give him a chance. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, isn't it, I thought I saw something where he he's one of the only quarterbacks or the only quarterback to post like I think it was seventy five or something like that, like pass percentage, like completions over the past half of the season. It was something. It was some weird, you know, like super. Uh, specific statistic like that but i mean it just showed like he was he's when he plays he's playing really efficiently so yeah and i mean i'll take your word for it because i don't know what the exact statistic is but we'll just roll with it so uh, and waddle has been great too i mean it took a while for people to actually believe waddle was a real thing but now after like another good game uh yeah he looks like he's the real deal so i don't see why they would just because you know all the rumors about Deshaun Watson and everything, it's like why would you want to? You, two is looking fine, yeah. And so why would you want to just move on from him? Plus, like a ton of draft capital to get mm-hmm. someone that may or may not be able to play. Yeah, you <laughs> really, you really don't even know. And I feel like I don't think it's one of those situations where like we don't know what's happening, but everyone in the NFL has like a better understanding. Like I feel like nobody has any idea what's going on or what's going to happen. And I think that's why there wasn't any trade. I mean, like they said, there could be more in the off season, but I think that's why no one traded was because of the uncertainty, but yeah. um, Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. And then you've got the um, jets being the the same old jets. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's awesome. It's great to watch. I don't know. I, I just, I love, I don't know. It's probably just the Patriots fan in me, but, just you know they're they still you know they have a future they have some young players that are looking really good but oh my god it's awesome to just always have the jets as a complete dumpster fire every year they can't be too happy with how mac jones is playing comparatively with like uh zach wilson (laughs) and now zach wilson's like hurt off and on too so oh just put flacco back in yeah, Flacco or Mike White. I mean, both of them yeah. are doing better than Zach Wilson. I know. So, I mean, you got to let the guy develop, I guess. But uh, still, not not fun for Jets fans right now. Yeah. Uh, then your other guy, Brady. Okay, they're they're doing okay. I mean, they're pretty injured, the Bucks. So I'm cutting them some slack. I'm not going to try and just rag on them all season because we saw how that worked out for me last year. So I'm hoping <laughs> for a little bit of a reverse jinx here and. Um, just not going to dwell on it too much, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can definitely, like I, I've been watching, I feel like this season specifically, I've mainly just been watching red zone last year. I did red zone and then I like streamed whatever specific game I wanted to watch, but I've just kind of been watching red zone. And even when they're, they have like the bucks on, I mean, they, you know, it's kind of, you know, not as bad as the chiefs because I feel like the chiefs have, you know, this year they have enough time to kind of pick it back up, but they've been really slumping, I feel like. But I mean, the Bucks don't look as put together, I feel like, as they have. Um, it kind of looks like it was the beginning of last season now, you know what I mean? Like where they don't really seem in sync. And yeah, and they had those weird losses. Like they lost to the bears last year. So like them losing to Washington this year, it doesn't make me think like, Oh, they're no good at all anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'd love to see it, but I just am not going to write them off or anything. (laughs) Speaking of you, like loving to see it, the Packers, 
with the Rams. That was I finally feel like I know how you were able to feel for as a Patriots fan for all Mm -hmm. this time with Brady. You're like, oh, hey, I can rely on the defense. Yeah. Like this is what it feels. It feels great. I mean, they obviously the Saints game. You just have to throw that one out week yeah. one and everything since then has just been completely different and then uh the only other like real one was the vikings game but like looking back on it a lot of the big plays in there they got them in third and long a lot of the time and the vikings just i mean props to them were able to convert on a lot of those plays and there's a lot of like drop picks or penalties mm-hmm. that called back picks and obviously Heat of the moment, I'm going to be angry about them, but they weren't like the worst <laughs> calls in the world. Just like yeah. any fan that's going to be mad about a penalty on their team. But yeah, um, yeah, they uh, the Rams. I was very happy with that game. They had those two bomb touchdowns they gave up to Van mm-hmm. Jefferson and OBJ. But outside yeah. of those, they, I mean, they were in control like that whole game. Yeah, they really were. Like I was never really that worried. I mean, a little bit <laughs> at the very end when OBJ scored yeah. so quickly, and I'm yeah. like okay, they've kind of been stalling out here. I don't want to have like a flashbacks. I have to to keep in mind that the defense has actually been good. And uh, yeah, it all worked out. I don't know what they were doing at the end of running it (laughs) right at the end there. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. The Rams, I don't know what they're, I don't know what's happening with them. Maybe I I know there were like reports before the game that Stafford is just like super, you know, just like he is every year, but he's like playing really injured. So maybe that had something to do with it, but they look really all over the place recently. Yeah. And um, I'm just happy because it felt a little bit like hot potato. I'm like, there's no way they can keep losing. And now they've got yeah. a bye week. So now they've lost three in a row. And I'm like, okay, they can go take it out on what I think they get the Jaguars. Like what a perfect bounce back yeah. for them. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully for the Packers, they can take down the Cardinals a little bit later too, because we're still a half game behind them. They'll have to lose at some point. Uh, I mean, as long as Nuke and Murray are out, you know, I feel like you have a pretty good shot. They got to be back sometime soon, right? I mean, that was all that was the, all that Packers game when the they were able to beat the Cardinals. They ended up also taking out Murray and Hopkins, as, as Sibley knows, since he traded for them right at that time. <laughs> and Chase Edmonds is hurt too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's because I've got a couple uh, Chase Edmonds shares in uh, my leagues, so. I mean, not killing me in those leagues, but would still like to have him back. I'd appreciate the depth, especially with every running back dying this past week. I know, yeah, especially running backs. But this year, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just has to do with, like, the COVID season last year and, you know, not like a conditioning type thing. Like, they didn't. Seems like everybody's getting hurt. Yeah, the injuries, they have been brutal, especially, obviously, on Sibley and Fisher's teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I got hit with... for a while, but I feel like I've I, my worst luck with injuries was in the beginning of the season, and now I've kind of stalled out. Yeah, you um, you went from your, uh, your trio of receivers at the start of the season to a different trio that hasn't really worked out for you. No, not at all, actually. They have not, it hasn't worked out at all. But although the only one that I mean, because Hopkins has been out for a while. So actually, yep. he was one of your original guys. Now, yeah, Amari's missed goes. Amari's missed a few games. I think I think Cooper might miss this week, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think they I just saw a report saying that he probably will. Yeah. And so it's really uh, only Devante that I that was like. 
and that was later on. That was Big like woman. after the damage had been done. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was when I just needed some keeper value. And uh, I appreciate it now with, uh, I mean, we had another good game from Antonio Gibson. Uh, McKissick was hurt. I don't know how badly. Um, I don't wish any ill will yeah, on him. I, in fact, I, I hope him the best so much that I think he should take as much time as he needs to recover. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Take all. Don't rush back. He's good. Like it's fine. He has a spot whenever he decides to come back because Rivera just loves him. Yeah. No matter what, it doesn't matter. Before he got hurt too. So it's like. But McKissick could miss one game and then Gibson goes out there and catches like 12 out of 12 targets. And then McKissick will still be in for all the passing downs next week. McKissick would be out for a week. Gibson would get like. 30 points and then it would just be right back to you seeing McKissick on the goal line. Yeah. Classic. (laughs) I, uh, I'm going to need to rely on him though with, um, with cook going down because I don't have Madison. I tried multiple times to trade for Madison from no sleep tonight. (laughs) And I don't know if you know this, but fun fact, no sleep is probably Madison's biggest fan apparently because his price tag on Madison is so high like, <laughs> I, I my uh, trade was i offered him the most recent one was elijah moore so this was before i traded you i oh, offered man. elijah moore and ramondre stevenson for alexander he madison no? and dallas goddard and goddard too um which goddard hasn't really panned out to what we thought he would be but um yeah he yeah. said no to that and that was before yeah. we that was also prior to ramondre stevenson having a couple bigger games. And Mm -hmm. I think Elijah Moore only had one big game at that point when I offered it to him. And then he had another couple after that. So uh, yeah, that I think overall would have worked for him, but now who knows, maybe he can ride uh, Madison to a championship this year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it definitely will. Cause I feel like it's kind of like the same, the Vikings, you know, obviously they want to get him out as soon as possible, but they don't want to rush him back and then have him be out. Again, especially they're. In, I feel like they're in the playoff hunt. Are they not? They have had some. Yeah, they're just outside. Um, they lost to the 49ers and then the the Washington football team won. So I guess they're actually oh, the yeah. seventh seed now. Believe it or not, and all of those games have been so close. I forgot that um, the Packers faced Washington this season. Like I completely forgot that that game happened because I, I don't remember that happening. I was checking the schedule. It was in between the Bears game, the I own you game, and then the Cardinals game was after that when we beat the Cardinals, which was huge. And then it went straight into the whole Aaron Rodgers COVID thing. So that was kind of just that that blind spot, I guess. I just completely I watched that full game and completely don't remember much of it at all. I think Terry McLaurin got a touchdown that game. And I remember saying, Oh, I can't I can't be that mad. But do you think he has COVID foot or do you think he just heard it? Oh, it's it's a it's a fractured toe. I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know how closely. I never, I never thought it was like a COVID thing, but then people started saying COVID toe, and I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know how closely you followed the whole thing, but as the Packers fan and like, liking to know all the drama, I followed it. Um, so I saw the conspiracy theories, and then he goes on Pat McAfee's show like he does every week, and they yeah. throughout the show were joking about it being COVID toe. And um, oh, but okay. during the same interview, he uh, he described he said it was his pinky toe and it was a bone injury, which would mean it's not COVID toe because that's more lesions yeah. and blisters. Mm-hmm. And um, 
then the Washington Street Journal takes a stray quote oh, from geez. that interview <laughs> where he says, you know, outside of the lingering COVID toe, I mean, Rogers has a dry delivery. So, I mean, yeah. If you oh, take yeah. it out of context, maybe you would believe him. <laughs> but um, they ran a whole article on it. <laughs> and so uh, then that was trending all over Twitter that Rogers has COVID toe and all this. <laughs> and then he had the uh, press conference where they're asking about it and he took his whole foot out his whole bare foot and put it on the podium i saw, yeah, I saw the screenshot of him just lifting his foot up and yeah. that was that was hilarious he's like it's not covid toe <laughs> <laughs> i have a fractured toe and uh then the, they had fun with it after that uh billy turner one of our offensive linemen went up to the podium and he put his foot up there and it's like what y'all don't want to <laughs> see my foot like yeah it's been uh, a wild ride they have the buy this week, right? Was he going to opt in to get surgery or not on it for the buyer? Just wait until the end of the season. Yeah, they were thinking about it. Uh, at least he said he was going to look into it. So I don't think he made a for sure decision. I don't really know how much you can do for mm-hmm. uh, it's not even a fully broken pinky toe. It's fractured. Yeah. So and it's a pinky toe. I don't know what you can really do there. Yeah, that's fair. Probably just brace it or something for. Yeah. And what he was saying, uh, I heard him quoted that if he got the surgery, say on Monday, he'd be able to still play Sunday. And then it's like, at that point, I guess if there is something they can do and he actually can play on it, go for it. Yeah, fair. I can't imagine it's uh he said it's more painful than turf toe to play with. And he's had turf toe before oh, and yeah, now like actually sideline guys for weeks. Yeah, that's that's crazy because turf. Yeah, like you just said, turf. Because Gibson had turf toe, didn't he have it last last season? Right, and it knocked him out for a few different weeks. And it's just like, and I know one of these seasons, Devontae had it at some point, and he missed a few weeks from it too. And it's because it always sounds so silly, but it does. um, Yeah, it does. Yeah, I've never had it. I can only assume it's incredibly painful, especially when you need to like use your foot movement a lot for that game. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so that's where that's where we're at. I'm so excited for this bye week, and I'm so happy to have like that big win before it because the whole team has just been so injured. Yeah, and that's the thing with the defense. Like, um, Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith are probably our two, arguably our two best defensive players, and they've been out like the whole season. So I'm so excited to see if we can get them back and how the defense will be with them. Oh yeah, I for Jair Alexander played a few games this season, didn't he? In the beginning, yeah, he played he more than uh, more yeah. than Z for sure. Yeah, he yeah. played. Uh, I don't remember what week it was. It might have been the Bears game that he uh, dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. But yeah, he's been out for a while. Hopefully, Cook's not out that long because he dislocated his shoulder, didn't he? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, I'm, I can't be too optimistic about it. I'm just gonna have yeah. to. At least I have some depth on my fantasy team. <laughs> but it actually benefits me because I do have Madison and a few other leagues that I don't have Cook. I just happen to have him oh, yeah. on my bench. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of it that way, but I I really want to win this year. I feel like it's been my best shot I've had so far without trying to be too cocky about it. But oh, you're definitely up there. I don't know. I feel like I didn't like the the median at first, but I think it makes it a lot more like volatile i guess i would say in terms of rankings like i think it was big this week that uh what was it adam jeffrey no sleep and Fonette all like went zero and two 
Yeah, they all dropped. <laughs> yeah, so it really makes it a lot, uh, a lot closer. I mean, me, JDGG are both eleven and thirteen, and then Fisher and Sibley are twelve and twelve for this like six through nine spots. So it's going to be super interesting. And I brought it up in chat today too. For the sixth spot, it is the highest point total. So you could still be in the running for that, even if you're getting the losses, if your team's scoring. Uh, let's see, you're at uh, 1429 right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sixth spot highest points is 1467. So you're okay. less than 40 points out. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and Fisher play next week and JDGG and Sibley play next week. So that's literally like. <laughs> Yeah, those will be two big ones. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have Sibley come on the podcast next. Uh, so you heard it here first. There's your preview. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to record it then before these games are done. So uh, it'll be Ooh, interesting. No, nice. yeah, the standings will still kind of be the same as they are right now when I talk to him. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. I feel like last year was my my chance to win. And then I just – and then I – killed it at the end and, and and lost and this year i feel like i don't know i i feel like the changes that i made i made specifically so that i would be better suited for next season but if i mean if if i can if my if they can keep up what they did last week i mean i might just be on a roll yeah you might be able to do both who knows um i mean I wish the best for you as long as it doesn't hurt my team, but <laughs> I, I forgot how close you got last year. You ended up in third place and that was when um, JM Pincus kind of had a weird yep. upset, like mm-hmm. victory streak all the way to the championship. I, Cause I was looking at that too. I was trying to remember who all made playoffs before. Like for example, no sleep has never made the playoffs. So this really? year, I mean, not to try and jinx him, but yeah. <laughs> he should be able to make playoffs this year. So that'll be his first time. We'll see. We'll see if Madison pays off. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be fine. Even with Waller hurt, I think Madison will more than make up for it. And he yeah. still has Goddard there too. So I guess good thing <laughs> injuries made it a good thing that he didn't accept my trade. He's looking pretty good. Coyce was he was he was looking really good, and then all of a sudden. He's had a really bad streak, but I feel yeah. like in the like he had a while where he was just destroying everybody. Yeah, he's had seven losses in a row, so he was ten and seven at one point, and now he's ten and fourteen. And I don't know what oh, exactly. Oh, in two weeks hurt so much more. They they are brutal, <laughs> yeah, and so that like really put me in a hole early, <laughs> and. Especially when it was, uh, I had like a week where I barely lost to the median and that one hurts so much more. Yeah, they really do. I feel like losing to the median by like one hurts way more than like actually losing. It's like being that seventh highest scoring team (laughs) and just being barely behind the sixth highest scoring team. Yeah, really? Of course it was this way. It's even better when you're facing the sixth highest scoring team. So it's like that close of a match for the two of you. Oh my God. Yeah. But I overall, I'm still – I don't know if I'll be able to really have an idea of how I feel about the median by the end of the season because I feel like every week I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> every week it changes. And it's already almost playoffs, so wow. you'd think I have a feel by this point, but we'll see how it goes. 
I'm sure the rest of the league has stronger feelings than I do. I'm mostly here to just have fun. Week 15 is playoffs, right? Yes. So we okay. have two regular season games left. And Sibley, even though he's lower in the point total, he's gotten six wins in a row. So if Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins come back, that could be interesting. And I'm sure we'll talk about that when we talk to him, if he's not too busy complaining about his injuries. <laughs> yeah, if, you know, if he has another 0-2, and I don't know. Oh, no, did he go? He didn't go 0-2. That was someone else. He won. He won this week, yeah. But forgot what else I wanted to cover today. I want to make sure I got everything. We haven't had as much since the trade deadline passed. Yeah, we really haven't. I mean, I've been, I have a couple, I feel like I just put a few waivers every single week just to see if something sticks. And then I just, but it's nothing that I'm like care about. I really have to, I feel like I really have to stop just destroying my fab in the first three to four weeks. I did that last season too. And then I was just, and then I just put on zero waivers every single week. It's not, yeah, it, yeah, that has been brutal for you recently, but usually it's not the worst idea to spend a ton. Like it sucked because Elijah Mitchell got hurt, but for example, Elijah Mitchell spending a ton of it on him feels really good now, even though you had to kind of wait through that injury, but, yeah. but he's looked great. I, I'm happy with him in the leagues. I have him. He's been a kind of a savior there. Um, but in this case, like for me, now I'm sitting at $7 left, I think, because I spent way more than I needed to on Deonta Foreman, who I didn't really want at the time. But now I'm kind of happy mm, I have him, yeah. except that Titans are on a bye week now. And this is when I actually need yeah. to use him because of injuries yeah. and other buys. <laughs> and of course, you didn't play him last week. Yeah, although I didn't need him last week, luckily. Yeah, I mean, true. Coys did me a favor and didn't even break 90 points. Yeah. And uh, I also had a pretty decent score. I'm just happy I wasn't facing uh, JDGG or Jmart because they both scored like yeah. just barely above what I scored. Yeah, Jmart scored. He didn't, he scored half a point more than you. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like so happy that I didn't just unfortunately <laughs> have to face him for that because I wouldn't have been able to get over it. You would have heard me complaining probably more than Sydney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but anyways, how, so I wanted to ask you, how is Florida going? I mean, now that we know you've got the job and other than getting food poisoning, how have you actually yeah. been enjoying it? Yeah. I mean, other than the food poisoning, it's been, it's been great. I mean, the weather at this point in the year is like perfect for me. You know, it's like, it's super sunny, but it's cool enough to where the highs are in like the mid seventies. Oh my God, that is perfect. That's my favorite temperature. Exactly. Yeah. That's my, that's like my ideal temp. So I've been, me and my girlfriend have just been outside like a lot after work and everything. And we have a, a a little balcony, like from our apartment that we've been sitting outside every night. So it's been great. And then um, I went to, I went to college down, down here. So I still had some friends that were in the area. So it's been good to kind of hang out and, and catch up with them too. So um yeah, it's been great. And the, the job is going pretty well. Um, the training is, is super crazy. I'm, I'm still training. Um, really? How yeah. long is it like supposed to go for? Uh, it probably won't end until the start of the new year, to be honest. Oh, wow. Cause yeah, when did you start? Expensive. I started, uh, 
I want to say I started middle October, something like that, early middle October. But I guess because uh, it's like a, it's a staffing firm, but they do a lot of like international staffing. So the training is, is kind of like, you know, listening on how to formulate like my script and my calls for when I call them. But then also the company that I work for does a lot of like work authorization and like visa things for people coming over to the U S. So I have to, it's a lot of work to get all that stuff done because it's so legal and you can't screw any of it up. Yeah. That, that actually makes sense. My first job I had was um, at, is a call center essentially a glorified call center. It was a mutual fund specialist is what my title was. All I did was answer calls about people's like mutual funds that they had, but you had to know every single type of process, like the forms you would need and be able to walk through it and have everything memorized. And it's because you're like live on a call. I think they want you to just Mm -hmm. have it as memorized as possible. Yeah. But it's been going pretty good. Yeah, that's good to hear. And that's actually my favorite though, is when you start a new job and there's really no pressure for the first couple of months, it's like, okay, I can still get my paycheck, get like accommodated with my surroundings and just just really get a feel for for where to go. Yeah. And that's, what's been uh, interesting because my job now, I mean, I'm still working from home permanently. Uh, Like my company is my new company actually is in South Carolina. And I'm obviously in Illinois. So uh, yeah, I won't be going into the office anytime soon unless they fly me out there. But um, that's been the weirdest part is just not being able to see anyone. It's like for probably the first couple of months, I literally would only talk to my supervisor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was, I feel like that was me with my, my last job when I was still in Massachusetts. Like the only time that I was ever actually talking to someone was when I was talking with my manager or talking uh, to like the lab manager when I was on site. So yeah. it's, it's definitely crazy because they have the company I'm at now, uh, their headquarters is in Tampa. So that's like from where I am, it's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And I think they're planning on opening back up sometime middle of of the new year or 2023 so i think it'll be good especially because i think they're coming back like on a hybrid model and i think that would probably be my ideal is is work from home most of the week but then still have the option to like go into an office if i wanted to yeah that's been that's been so hard for me to like uh still get used to the work from home thing there's so many positives to it but then yeah I easily distract myself. I'm always going to say that I get distracted so easily. And I snack way more often than I need to. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. Because it was before, if I was at the office, like, well, if I want to snack on something I didn't bring with me, I have to pay for it. So (laughs) exactly, there was that kind of uh, barrier, but there's no barriers at home. Just go grab some chips or something. But I'm glad to hear you're doing well, man. Uh, You're uh, to your girlfriend now. Yes. How long have you guys been together? And are you going to propose just like JDGG did? <laughs> we have been, we've actually been together. Oh, this and don't week. let her listen to this. No spoilers for her. Oh, she's, that's all right. She's in the, I think she's sleeping in the other room. So I think she's taking a nap. Uh, we have been together. Uh, this weekend is actually our anniversary. It would be five years on Saturday. 
Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. So, thank you. Yeah. So it's been a very long time. Um, as for the proposing, I've, you know, it's not the first time I've been asked by the family and is starting to trickle in with asking, obviously, because it's been uh, a decent amount of time. And I think, I, I think my solidified answer is that not now, because I want to make sure that I am financially stable enough to want to do all the things that I want to do. With, Look at like, you being all responsible. So I don't want to rush it because it'll come anyway. So hopefully I can get a little bit more, a little bit more financially stable and, and will feel a little bit more like an adult before, uh, before I can do that. I still feel a little, little too, little too young to be popping the question. I don't feel like I'm, I'm ready for it yet. Yeah. There's no, we're not going to pressure you into it here, but uh, <laughs> can't make any guarantees about the family that they're going to, don't worry. Oh, they won't oh, stop asking you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been insane. And whenever there's like a social gathering, it's, it's like everybody. Yeah. I, um, I actually didn't tell anyone uh, I bought a head, bought a ring and I held on to it. I want to say like eight months and I told literally no one about it. Not even wow, my mom really? or anyone. Yeah. And I was trying to just figure out when to ask. Oh and it God. wasn't until I don't, see, I don't even know if I'd be able to like contain myself from spilling it to at least one person. And then from there, it would just be downhill. But well, that's, that's it. what that's... I have, what I eventually did was tell all my, my coworkers who I'm like, okay, Ooh, okay. Like the people that's that I'm like, yeah. I would, I knew them well enough that I can like talk to them about it and like spitball ideas off of them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but she won't really run into them and neither will any of my friends or family yeah exactly <laughs> so that was my way of being able to deal with it where i could keep it a secret from everyone else but still talk about it so then there wasn't where'd so you, much pressure where'd you hide it i had and i still have <laughs> i don't have like a proper way to store my ties but i have a shoe box that i just keep all my ties in okay. and that's like in my closet and i yeah. just hit it under the ties in that shoe box there was no way she's nice. ever going nice. to look in there yeah, no way. Yeah. <laughs> and like i would have to since i had it in there for so long like every couple months i'd have to check on it and make sure it was still there and i wasn't just <laughs> yeah, make, yeah. make sure she didn't actually go and pick out a tie for you and then snag it right right i'm like make sure it's still untouched okay we're good yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh man all right man well before we get into the last thing i wanted to cover today I wanted to open the floor to you. Was there anything you want to talk about league specifically or anything else? I wanted to ask because, you know, you, we already said we have what two weeks or three weeks left before the playoffs. Is there anybody in the top four that you think won't make it? The top four. Yeah. So Adam Jeffrey, no sleep, J Mart and Fonette. I mean, my answer would be no. I don't think that any of them will not make it. However, I will pick one just to answer your question because that's kind of a cop-out answer to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the one, I, f- I feel like J-Mart and No Sleep, those are my locks to make it in at this point. I agree. Yeah, me too. Um, and which is so funny because we were all asking who the dark horse team is at the start of the season. Yeah. And I think the answer is J-Mart. I don't think any of us really believed in that team but uh they've been doing amazing i mean fournette and jalen waddle have been the saviors of that team oh my god yeah fournette with four touchdowns last yeah. week was crazy 
absurd. Uh, so I, I'm not going to pick either of them, which leaves us with M. Jeffrey and Fonet. And M. Jeffrey's only two games ahead of Fonet. Mm-hmm. And he's been in first all season. So I'm going to just by default take Fonet here. And I'm going to look at his team to try and figure out a way that this could happen. Oh, how is that going to happen? <laughs> I'm like, the first thing I see over. is I, I see think Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I think there's a chance. There's a chance that if, if Adam Jeffrey, you know, like if, if Barkley and Metcalf don't get higher, like point-wise, you know what I mean? Like the, their performance kind of stays, you know, even if Barkley stays the way like he was this week with seven points and then Metcalf, he's been kind of, you know, he's, he hasn't been the, the greatest. I feel like he's, he, he's put up good points, but after the bye, He's been that whole team has been slumping, so I th- I feel like if if the Giants and the Seahawks together continue their slump and not playing well, there is I feel like there's a chance that that he that he that he falls off, even if it's like to the fifth spot, but he'd still make it there. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking is like even if you if you went zero and four these next two weeks, that would leave him at what uh, sixteen and twelve. Mm-hmm. In which case, the only other teams with 12 losses are um, Fisher, Fisher and, Sibley. and Sibley. And he's scored so many points on the season that he's like, I just don't see a way that he doesn't yeah, make true. playoffs. Really it's, it is crazy how many points <laughs> for is. So it's not only would he have to go in four, but he'd also have to score like zero points every week. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do see like there is a doomsday scenario for the team where, you know, Barkley hasn't been too hot, Metcalf hasn't been too hot, and those are the ones that have to do well because now Debo is hurt, Edmonds yep. has been hurt, Michael Carter's been hurt. So really for running back, he only has Melvin Gordon and Barkley. Yeah. That are healthy at least. Yeah, because now in McKissick's hurt too. Yeah, he even had McKissick, yeah, go off on his bench this week, but yeah. – but yeah, I think he'll be fine for the playoffs. So I think the, my real answer is all four teams of those will make playoffs. And I would yeah. say I would be the one most likely to just underscore my projection because that's what I do every single week usually. <laughs> and uh, then I would probably fall out and then have like Fisher and JDGG be the fifth and sixth spots or something. Yeah, fair. Okay. And then one more early Super Bowl prediction. Ooh, that's going to be so reliant on the seating to see mm-hmm. how that goes. Um, Cause I want to say, I do want to say still no sleep tonight in J Mart. Obviously if they face each other in the playoffs prior to that point, can't happen. But I just think both of those teams are really solid all around. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind seeing that matchup if I can't be in it. However, I guess tight end is kind of a question mark for J Mart because of yeah. Kyle Pitts being, you know, not that great recently. He had like a couple of good weeks, but, um, but I like the rest of his, you know, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette. That's great. Then you have Godwin and Waddle and CD lamb. And so, and Josh Allen or no, does he have Josh Allen? No, that's a different team. That's uh Diego. No, he he has, has Herbert. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I really like his team all around and I, I've, always liked no sleeps teams even last year when he didn't make playoffs and him getting the 
Madison bump with Joe Mixon, who's been on fire. Yeah, Joe Mixon has been crazy good. Yeah, he really made a smooth transition there from he was able to ride Daryl Williams the whole time Clyde was hurt. Yeah. Clyde comes back and goes, okay, Delvin will get hurt, so now I can use Madison. Yeah, my my mine is uh, you and no sleep. I think. Ooh, hot! That's a hot take. Oh, and and then Madison will be the deciding factor in that game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Madison <laughs> will put up like fifty, and then that'll be it. And, and he'll win. Be, he'll win off of like Madison's fifty-point game, and be like, "That's why I didn't take your trade." <laughs> and I'll be like, "You're so right all along." Even if he wins and Madison puts up like three points, he's still going to be like, "See, I told you." <laughs> See that was three points is the difference. Yeah. <laughs> you lost by two. Yeah, I um, it'd be interesting to see if Fona could finally take it. He's been uh, mm-hmm. he's been pretty consistent in our league. Like if you yeah, look at the league history records, he's got like the most league wins. I think he yeah. scored the most points throughout <laughs> all three seasons, but he doesn't have the title yet. He just missed out on it in year one. Yep, it's probably a good thing that he missed out on it. Fisher's been he's got some bad luck this year yeah I think he got cursed from that first it was like (laughs) it was like ending up on the Madden cover (laughs) just get cursed the following year (laughs) or on the Manning on the Manning broadcast right uh, I haven't even been able to watch any of those just because I don't get cable so I really a couple of them like streaming like uh, off and on I'll put them I'll put them on they can be pretty entertaining yeah, I just like the viral clips of like, you know, Eli yeah. flipping the birds to the camera and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I would watch it if I had cable, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> just the antenna. So usually when I'm watching Monday Night Football, it has to be something I'm super interested in or a Packers yeah. game. Same. All right. Well, on that note, let's move on to our final segment here where we've had a somewhat inconsistent um, segment just because of scheduling issues. But this started back with uh, no sleep. It, it was an idea he had that was inspired by the draft that Fonette and I did on the spooktacular episode. So what we've been doing is a season long draft of Greek mythology characters to play on a fantasy football team. And it's a, essentially, you can be as creative as you want with it. We don't put any restrictions down here. So every week the guest is just drafting the next player for the team. And by the end of the season, we'll put together an all pro lineup. So the first pick that no sleep took was athena the goddess of war as our quarterback and then we had adam jeffrey use the number two pick on the running back hermes so that brings us to pick number three every other greek god greek creature monster titan they're all available and you are now on the clock who is going to be the third player for our greek mythology fantasy football team okay so i was doing a little research yesterday on just to make sure who I wanted to pick and I learned something that I didn't know because I wanted to pick Hercules so then I was like trying to do some research just to have an explanation and Hercules is actually the Roman counterpart to Heracles which I did not know so the Disney Hercules movie is incorrect really I I didn't know that I mean, I knew that there's a lot of parallels between, you know, the Roman gods and the Greek gods, but I thought that Hercules was for sure Greek. I also thought that, but he is Roman and his, his Greek counterpart is Heracles. So that's who I'm choosing. And he will be our tight end. 
Our uh, the reasoning nice. is that he, if I'm, I'm, I'm on my, my Greek gods and goddesses.net website, <laughs> he is known as the strongest man on earth and became the god of heroes, sports, athletes, and health. So I think being a tight end and being able to block and, you know, go, go on the wide out and, and, and catch some, catch some footballs, I think he'll be a, a Swiss army knife that we'll need. And that's the best kind of tight end, right? The ones that can exactly. do it all. Yep. All right. I love the pick. Lock it down. Uh, we got Heracles slash Hercules. If you want to get Roman about it, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be our number three pick off the board. Still plenty of crazy strong picks left. Excited to see how the rest of the team turns out and who our first wide receiver will be. And um, on that note, I'm going to let you go for the night. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'm happy we were able to get you on and finally healthy. Yeah. You t- and, and thanks for having me on. Um, I like to make it a yearly thing. And then, so if you can't get anybody else for towards the end of the season, hit me up. We'll do a part two. If not, then I will be on, I will be on next year. Well, here's your motivation. You just got to, um, make that six seed do a crazy run to the championship. And then I will for sure be asking you back on because we'd need you for the championship preview episode. All right. I'll see you at the end of the season then. All right. Yep. Start uh, giving your guys a high uh, pep talk right now. Get them pumped up and ready to go. I'm gathering them all in the room after the call. Ruin Fisher sports and Sibley's (laughs) dreams. That's my goal. That's all of our goals. (laughs) on that note it will be officially over have a good rest of your night